it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host. And this week, so unusual, I have Penny Rich as my guest. Penny, I, gosh, it's been so long. It's been what? It's been, yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. a week. How uh, are you? So, so right off the top, we're recording on Wednesday evening. Let me just uh, share with you, if you haven't heard this yet, I uh, just want to mention uh, that uh, Damar Hamlin was released from the uh, hospital in Buffalo today. I saw that, yeah. To go home. Um, he was uh, released, what, a day or two ago um, from Cincinnati, and they escorted him to the Buffalo hospital in his right. home community. Uh, for a few more tests and uh, and whatnot, but now he's uh, he is bona fide, kicked out, released, and on his on his own uh, to do more rehab. He's uh, passed all his tests and uh, will continue recovering. Um, good for him. So so happy that 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 whole uh, trauma is behind all of us. Oh yeah. Uh, to see yeah. a young person uh, thrown down so hard. Um, uh, but but I you know I think that I think that we're going to see him at a game. Uh, I agree. I agree. I'm going to agree with it. Yeah, and and I know we we our predictions are like I don't know sometimes our predictions are good and sometimes not so much. Um, last week, <clears throat> but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I, I, will never be speaker of the house. <laughs> um, I'm I have a bowl with of you. crow right in front of me. I, you right, probably yeah. can't see that. I can see it. Um, I, I actually agree with you. I think uh, I think this young man made an, an amazing recovery, quickly, quick recovery. And of course, yep. that's because they get they did they shocked him on the field and they got his heartbeat up. Yep. Um, but he's he's uh, he's a really healthy guy. You yes. know, this was a freak accident. Right. Um, right. So, you know, he's got to take it slow. Um, I'm sure hoping that the Buffalo Bills will continue to have him on the roster and, um, you know, work with him to get back in shape and get Oh yeah, I'm there. sure. I'm sure they will. They, I, you know, I, when I say, I think we're going to see him at a game this, you know, in the, b before the end of the season is what I'm referring to. Um, I don't mean that he's going to play. Uh, right. I, I, that would really be amazing, but, uh, I think that he'll be, um, on the, on the sidelines side with, yeah. uh, with his team and, I think that the fans will go crazy and, and I'll go crazy with them because I'm I'm really pulling for him. Yeah, I'd uh, like to see them in the Super Bowl. How about you? Would you like to see the Bills in the I, Super Bowl? I, I want the Bills to win the Super Bowl so yeah. bad. I could almost yeah. bet money on it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I think that yeah. would just be the greatest thing. I They've yeah. been doing really well for the last couple of years. And uh, uh, I just, uh, I, I like their style. I mean, yeah, I, I just Josh really Allen is an amazing, yeah, yeah exactly. amazing quarterback. Yeah, they so. they have great spirit, and uh, and and I'm very happy for them. So so that's great news at the top of the show. That is the end of the good news. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, it's uh, we we have we have more somber topics to discuss. However, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you uh, a little bit, Penny, about uh, Mr. McCarthy's. I don't I don't even know what you call this what happened last week. What is the name for it? I, I, um, um, extortion. I think you used it. Extortion. Our, yeah. yeah. I, I think you know I um I mean in our I was, you there I was Friday yeah. night Saturday morning. Man, I couldn't turn it off. You know, first of all, I'm going to tell you on the 14th ballot for speaker of the house they're going around and I'm saying to my poor husband who's just trying to go to sleep and I'm, I'm saying to him, um, he's 
you know, Matt Gates is going to screw him on this. This is this is all set up for Matt Gates to be the last guy to vote. And it's just it's handled just like um, in a nominating convention. Right. Right. Yeah. Presidential convention. And, and they they skip they skip the uh, the nominees state so that they can come back around and call on whoever has the privilege um, in the nominee's state. In Biden's case, for example, it would be Delaware, so that the head of the delegation from Delaware can nominate their nominee, and that puts them over the top and the place goes wild, right? And so they did something similar to this. Uh, This was so close that uh, they that that Gates was not in the chamber when they called his name the first time. He was when they came back around and called for anybody who had not voted. Uh, they had one other person, and then they came to Gates. And what needed and and what needed to happen is that Gates needed to vote for Kevin McCarthy in order for him to be elected speaker. And Gates voted present. And the place, indeed went crazy because of course that vote failed it failed to elect mccarthy and this by the way probably occurred because they just screwed up what they had worked all afternoon to agree to all afternoon and then they agreed to come back at 10 o'clock at night and they were going to take this vote and what was supposed to happen is that these six people would vote present and, and the other 14 or 15 would vote for McCarthy. They, they had resolved all of the conflict, which, which, of course, in political terms means that Kevin McCarthy had signed every blank check that they asked for. Um, and Matt Gates went on Fox News Friday evening, and he said, I have run out of things to ask for. Mm-hmm. And referred to Kevin McCarthy as the speaker designate, which means he's acknowledging he's not elected yet, but that's what's going to happen. It's a lock. So all of this is arranged, and then they screw it up because they can't do the math. I believe that that's actually what happened on the (laughs) It's it's 50% that, and it's 50% that Matt Gates just said, I think I'll just screw him one more time <clears throat> just because I think that's right. I think that's right. I, and, and again, I, I think this was the plan all along. I think that they were, they very much knew what they were doing. They were holding yeah, him who's, hostage. Whose plan was that? It was, it was this freedom caucus plan and, yes. and Kevin had to get over this freedom caucus and he just couldn't. He, I mean, he, there was, he just couldn't get over those people. He, they, there's, what was there? Five, 10, 15 of them that are, are ruling the house right now i mean it, it, it's absurd and and he had no um reliable um loyal people that were going to change their votes he had no he and he does it he still does it gene let's face it it's that's right be he still does it Kevin. you're right it, they can he, they can he, lock he, him up anytime they want they could take so, him out of there and put who, who so, are they going to put in you know i mean yeah. So, so, so we'll, we'll take a step back and just mention this. I mean, if, you know, if people don't follow this obsessively like I do, then I just want to explain a couple of small things that normally are pretty small things, but not now. Not now. 
in a caucus, this is just all the Republicans in the group in the House of Representatives. They have their own rules for how they do certain things, how they right. elect their leadership and how it goes forward after a vote is taken in the caucus. That what's supposed to happen is you have your argument behind closed doors in the caucus, then they vote. That's a secret ballot. And whatever the numbers are, you elect your leadership and then everybody goes forward. Anybody who's a parent knows that how this works is mom and dad go in the back room <laughs> and they say, I think you should be grounded for two weeks. One of them says that. And the right. other one says, I think, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it should be more than that. Maybe we should take away his computer and any video game privileges and and they haggle it out and then they come out and they speak with one voice. This is exactly the same thing, except in this case, this is codified in the rules of the caucus. Right. And the freedom, the freedom caucus, there are lots of little caucuses within the larger Republican right. caucus. Uh, and the Democratic Party. I mean, you have different and caucuses. Both parties right? have you this, do. right? Right. Yep. And the freedom, but the freedom caucus, you know, they come out and they say, yeah, well, we don't care about that. We can derail this. And by the way, any other caucus, you know, if you have the um, members who uh, enjoy rollerblading caucus, they could derail, but the house is so closely split in terms of the head count. Right. Any small group could derail this. That's right. So, now, if you're in Chapel Hill, it would be pickleball. So let's, I mean, we, let's. <laughs> course correct right <laughs> uh -oh. well, I, lost Jean, I lost Jean for a second there <laughs> apparently so apparently so according to but, uh, a yeah, uh, of evidence on Facebook recently right. but, but, but I, yeah. I agree with you I mean that the purpose of the caucus and I, I'm just going to read a little bit I mean as your um your uh, uh what do I do I am I, I check facts check, fact checker while we're speaking so that, you know that you're right the caucus is there to um set legislative agendas select committee members and chairs and hold elections to choose various floor leaders. But the key thing here is that they meet regularly in closed session to decide right. these things. That's right. And so I, I believe that Kevin was meeting with these folks, but he was probably getting nowhere. Now, the, the thing that you got to remember is that he had the majority of the vote. It was just a small, this small group of freedom, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, that wouldn't go along with with what the the majority of the Republicans wanted them to do. So where does that leave us now, Jean? Like, what are your thoughts on how we move forward with this? I mean, where do we go? Well, that's a great question. And we're going to answer it when we come back. Oh, <laughs> After this quick break, you're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler. Oh, I got you on that one. Uh, yeah. On 97.9 The Hill, we'll be right back, right back with Penny Rich. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich. Uh, hang on one second. I'm going to write down my time. Uh, we're back with Penny Rich. And Penny Penny asked the $64,000 question. There's an age reference there, folks, if you, if you don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> $64,000 question that used to be a game show. Yeah. And that game show, interestingly enough, was discontinued because it was rigged. 
That's right. Remember, uh, there's a movie about that. That was great. Interesting reference, Jean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's going to happen next? Well, let me, yeah. let me uh, put a pin in that for just a second and, and remind us that when poor Kevin came into this situation that he found himself in, he thought he was going to have something like a 40 seat majority coming in. That's right. All of history told him was pretty likely. Right. 40, 50, 60, they were saying some of these idiots. I mean, some of these <laughs> folks. But what did yeah. he end up with? He ended up, and this is very important to remember all, for the next two years, he ended up with the same majority that Nancy Pelosi had, about five seats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi got a lot done with only five seats in as a majority. Nancy Pelosi had a united Democratic Party. You, know, you remember that old Will Rogers, is it Will Rogers joke about, I'm not a member of any organized political party, I'm a Democrat? Right. Well, you know, this is just not, that's not the modern Democratic Party anymore. Mm -mm. Um, this, this party sat there with Hakeem Jeffries knitting, reading books, um, doing whatever they could do to entertain themselves. Right. They waited their turn to vote. And 212 right. votes go to their leader 14 times in a row. And they stuck and, with it. It was amazing. I want to say, say that about 12 of those times, he was the top vote getter. And That's then, right. yeah. and then, as McCarthy was making more and more deals, then, um, and the hour was growing late, then, uh, then he started getting more votes than Hakeem Jeffries, but he never got the majority of the House. He right. got the majority of members present and voting because he got all these people to vote present. Um, <clears throat> that's that's nothing to fall fall down the stairs patting yourself on the back over. Um, and uh, it's it does not speak well uh, for him or for his party. But I will tell you this, Penny. I think that in about two weeks, 96% of America will have forgotten all about it. That's, that's, that's true. That's Short something memories. that historians Short are memories. going to relish Mm -hmm. uh, writing about and documenting um, how historically awful that is and what a weak um, speaker he is, which is just fact. I mean, he's just politically weak, but arguably so was Nancy Pelosi on paper. Um, the problem for McCarthy in the comparison is that Nancy Pelosi uh, is a person who comported herself with great integrity, um, is a strong, knowledgeable, talented politician. Correct. He's not. By no, anybody's not. account, he's, he's just not. not. Right. And that's and, why I asked you that question, though, like, where do we go from here? Because, you know, I and you can't rely on Twitter anymore, but some of the nonsense that's on there um, is not governing. What 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 are what are what are they going to do for um, the American people. Uh, are, are we just going to well, see? There, there won't be there won't be much legislating at all, right? Not at all. 
in the next two years. However, I, I, and you know, I'm sorry to be Susie Sunshine all the time about this. I just had this conversation with someone who lives here who I won't husband name um, (laughs) that, um, uh, that although you could look at that caucus and think that they're two senators and a president away from really doing crazy things. Mm -hmm. They had all that for two years for 2017 to 2018. Right. They couldn't, they really couldn't get the crazy stuff done. They could not. And they had Dr. Crazy at the top of the chain. Okay. That's not Mr. Crazy. That's Dr. Crazy up there. Right. Right. So, so what I would say to you, Penny, is that first of all, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to be Speaker of the House when when the next inauguration happens in 2025. Mm-hmm. I think he will leave the House of Representatives before the end of his term. And he will go straight to K Street and make a blank ton of money. And I, I think that's what he's about anyway. Right, right. <clears throat> he wants and that's, the, he wants yeah. the title. He wants to have had the title. He doesn't have an agenda for accomplishing things legislatively. But no one's going to remember him. Job. No one's going to remember that he was he was the Speaker of the House. I mean, before Nancy Pelosi, you, you just it's it's interesting. I mean, I I have to think really hard about who's been Speaker of the House during and and you know before uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and in between Nancy Pelosi. I really John, have to think hard about it. John Boehner, John Boehner, who's now and who, Paul who's Ryan. Now in, who both both got dragooned into the job because they found themselves, thanks to the Tea Party and the radical right, they got dragooned into the job because they were the the senior most guy and and they found themselves in the majority, not because they led their party into the majority like Newt Gingrich did in 94. Newt Gingrich, whatever you think of him, at least he wrote out, here's the, you know, the agenda, the contract for America, and please elect us on this. And America did. And he swept in people who were following him. That's not what happened with John Boehner. And John Boehner ends up with a completely fractured house of cats um, and he can't do a thing with them. He sits down with Obama, makes a big budget deal, a really good budget deal, right? To fund the government, to raise the debt limit, to do all kinds of responsible things. He goes back to his caucus and they go, "No, we don't think we'll do that. We think that uh, we'll make a deal that says if uh, if there isn't a deal by this date, then these." 20% cuts across the board or whatever the percentage was will go, will rip across the federal government um, by this, if you haven't made a deal by this date. Well, then they blocked every deal by that date and they got those cuts in 2011. And at that time, I worked for a federally funded agency. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that hurt people. A lot of people right. really need government assistance got really badly hurt by those cuts and but the republicans were like hey we're we're reining in the out of control federal government they didn't do anything except hurt 
uh, mostly their constituents. And it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And I mean, if you know, they can, it'll happen yeah, again. It will but of happen course, again. again, Penny, Susie Sunshine here. When we come back from this next break, I'm going to tell you why. No, that's just not going to happen. It's just Ooh. not. I'm, okay. I'm really convinced about this. I'm very optimistic about the way forward because, because of uh, the off-the-chart talent of the Democrats in the, in the leadership in the House of Representatives right now. And we'll come back and discuss that more with Penny. Awesome. Let's do it. the next break. I can't wait. I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And, and you know, we're just... Penny and I are just, you know, we always have these great conversations during the breaks. One of these days, I'm going to, my book is going to come out. That's going to say, we'll be right back. I, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's an idea, isn't it? You know, you know, what I it, like it. Yeah. You know what it says on the, uh, on the headstone, I want to say of Merv Griffin. It says, we won't be back right after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like that too. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, the topic of the day is uh, is George Santos and, and whether or not the, again, you know, even even a, a relatively, in, in the scheme of things, a relatively short time ago, um, under Speaker John Boehner, um, under Speaker Paul Ryan, I think that George Santos probably wouldn't have been seated. They would have refused to seat him. Oh, yeah. In the Congress, um, in the House. Uh, they can expel him. Uh, that's true. This the the better thing for everyone is for the Republican leadership to get him into a room and tell him that that's what's going to happen, and yeah. that and and to point out to him that he has no political support at all, that okay. they are not going to put him on any committee, any he is radioactive. And they are not going to infect other members who have enough trouble, thank you very much, <laughs> with yeah. the issues that face the Republican Party right now without um, corrosively and unnecessarily drowning them in this guy's voluminous number of lies. This is only a one-hour radio show. I right, cannot right. list them all. Yeah. Every time I look up more material about him, it it is just gobsmacking to me that, uh, I mean, this, this is an individual um, who I, I hope doesn't own a gun. I'm just going to leave it at that. It, this is the kind of individual who is now so isolated and so cornered and screwed. He needs a really good lawyer. And he needs to get out of the House of Representatives. Well, he's not going to do it on his own. Remove him one way or well, the other. He's going to have to be removed. He's not going to do it on his own. He's he thinks that he is safe. He thinks that he's going to have people defending him. But let's face it, Gene. You know who who before him lied all the time and got away with it? Donald Trump. I mean, you know, I'm not comparing the two of them because this this stuff that this, this guy lied about would make Donald Trump blush. Uh, the, uh, oh. <laughs> 
I mean, and there's, we don't even know if there, there's any truth that comes out of this person's mouth. Is his name really George? This, I mean, is a, this is a person who is chased down the hall by reporters. Uh, and I'm going to come back to this point in just a moment. Yeah. Chased down the hall by, by reporters evading gotcha questions like, what is your legal name? Right. You can't operate in this job if you can't answer that question if you if you don't have the simple ability to stop and turn around and say you know look here's what i have to say about this and i'm not answering questions you know could you not at least study bill clinton long enough to right. say look i i i have the results of the election i've said what i'm going to say about this i'm not going to say any more about it if the leadership wants to talk to me about it, I'll talk to them. I mean, you see, how easy was that for me to say those things? That would play so much better than him being chased down the hallway like a bullied teenager. Right. But he's not a reporters. politician, though. See, he's not a politician. He doesn't know how to No, that's right. Which really makes me uh, ask the question. I, I, well, let me, let me, before I get to that. Yeah. Um, we... We love to give reporters a, a hard time about doing that, about the ambush and about about the practice. And this is a journalistic technique that you chase the guy down the hallway. And as the elevator doors close, he says, uh, no comment, right? Right. Um, this, is, this is a thing that sometimes, unfortunately, in journalism, you have to do. And really, really, unfortunately, sometimes too often... Um, in, in the halls of the Capitol is the only way to get any comment as these guys pretend that they're on the phone. They walk faster than their bodies are even able to carry them. And they just, they look ridiculous. They look yeah. like ridiculous cowards, which they are, that they mm -hmm. won't simply stop and at least turn around and say, I'm not going to talk about this. That's it's yeah. it's just not that hard. And I don't know why they don't do it. But I, I just want to give a little shout out to those journalists who do that work, because you have that video every day of a pack of reporters chasing this guy saying you have to answer for this. As long as that pressure keeps up, it's going to be impossible for him to operate in that job. Impossible. Right. right. So, yeah. so there's that. Um, can they, can they make him? Well, you know, if he gets indicted, if he's, which is very well possible, trial, yeah. which yeah. is, which is, you know, this is a pretty, there's a lot of interest in prosecuting him in New York for, um, uh, violating campaign finance disclosure rules right. because he's not properly disclosed where this little $700,000 uh, gift came from mm -hmm. for loan to his uh, campaign. I feel, and I, I bet you do too, that he, he is the tool of something else. Mm -hmm. Someone mm -hmm. else is behind all that money, not him. I think that he is a puppet uh, for someone else. The Republicans have to be very concerned about this. Because if they don't extract him from that seat and uh, 
win the seat in a special election, which would not be easy, no. then Kevin, Kevin's majority that you can count on one hand without using all of your fingers necessarily gets even smaller until it's That's down right. to this one. Uh-oh. You don't know which finger she has up, y'all. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's right. And I, I mean, it's just part of, it goes along with what what and who they are right now. Um, and and the the interesting um, fact that I, I like was like, well, who's he going to vote for? And Kevin made a deal with him that, you know, I will, I'll, I'll be quiet until after I be, become the Speaker sure. of the House if you vote sure. for me. And that was that deal. I mean, you know, it's a, it was clear. But then you see him sitting over with uh, Marge and uh, Matt. And I was like, why are they sitting with him? Because he's voting for Kevin. So what is that? Is that just a photo op or, you know, I think that's the I think that's the prison caucus. The prison caucus. Oh, I like prison that. Prison caucus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt Gates is under investigation for uh, uh, trafficking. Sex trafficking. Children, yeah. sex trafficking. Right. And uh, Marge thinks Taylor, there's Jewish space lasers. So, and Marjorie you know. Taylor Greene is investigating uh, Jewish space laser, lasers. I, I didn't realize that your people were into that, Penny. I have oh, you know, may the Schwartz be with you. Come on. I always thought it was matzo ball soup, but it's been space lasers. Space all lasers all along. All along. Yeah. All absolutely. along. You had me fooled. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, and yeah. you know, and and you know, Lauren Bobert uh, loves Another to photograph one. children with um, arms, uh, with right. with you know automatic weapons, and and uh, she's a terrible person who somehow the state of Colorado. How they put her back in? I don't know. She barely got in. But... I just don't even know how that happened. Yeah. You know, well, I do know. I I think that how that happened is the same thing that almost happened with Herschel Walker. These are these are people who are voting for the Republican uh, designation. And they, they think, well, she's an idiot, but she's going to vote the way we want her to vote. And right. so we're right. going to put her in that job, just like uh, just like some of the knuckleheads that, that uh, have been put on the Supreme Court. And people are just, you know, biting their lip and uh, holding their nose and voting Republican because they're voting for the, they're voting for the party, not for the individual. And oddly enough, of all people, it's Mitch McConnell who has called that out and said, you know, we've got a problem with candidate quality. Yeah, finally. Right. Finally. Yeah. Right. Well, how do we you know, know he's going to come up with the right thing? Well, he's on his way out. I think he's done after this. So he's thinking like, uh, now maybe I can speak the truth. He doesn't care. I mean, Donald Trump is ripping him apart left and right and his wife, which is just horrible. And I mean, he doesn't, I, I, he doesn't raise his hand to defend his wife. That's no, love that. horrible, horrible. Like, come God, on. What an awful what person. Yeah, and and actually, and yeah. just oh, I never saw a human look more like a turtle. But anyway, we're oh. gonna <laughs> we're gonna take another break, and then we're gonna in. come back and finish it all up with Penny Rich. This is so much fun. We should do this all I, the time. Yeah, I like I yeah. like doing this. Uh, yeah. We're we're just having so much fun meeting up here at the Weekend Water Cooler on ninety seven nine The Hill. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich, and here's what we're going to talk about, Penny, is that um, I, I've mentioned to you that, you know, um, I was on the Human Relations Commission a long time ago. I was pregnant with my younger son when I was oh on my. the Human Relations Commission, which was the topic of a great deal of humor um, <laughs> that I was chair because I was obviously very good at human relations. <laughs> um, and, and while, while that was so there, you know, there were Klan marches there. I was oh, yeah. the house, uh, marching in an anti-Klan march 
demonstration at the at the courthouse and everything and oh yeah um and and you know uh i i just i i remember kind of being shocked at at one point that this was still going on i remember very distinctly that there was on the front page of the chapel hill news a picture of an a a red-faced angry woman pointing like this toward the camera um in in a most threatening horrible way in her clan outfit with the with the hood and the whole bit but you could see her oh, face yeah. yeah and uh this was after uh, a clan march in i, I want to say it was 87 and um seeing that picture uh, there's so much burning anger in her face I, I mean i couldn't get over it it just stuck in my mind for days and weeks months mm. And right. I was in Walmart in Hillsborough, and uh, I was buying diapers. I had a baby on the way. I was buying diapers, and I saw this person in line, and I'm going, well, who is that? I, I know her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she turned around and was mad at one of her kids, and she got angry and pointed at the kid. And I saw this angry face and this pointing finger. And I said, oh, that's how I know her. Uh, place it's her. her. Yeah. It's, it's her. It's the clan lady. Well, I didn't say that in Walmart, thankfully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I just thought, well, you know, and here she is. She was there buying diapers. <laughs> just mm. like just little like old you. me. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, you know, that has always stuck with me that, People who are over the edge, at least in my opinion, if you're walking down Franklin Street in a Klan outfit, that's over the edge for me. Oh, yeah. Um, they walk among us. If, if they don't announce themselves, you don't necessarily know who they are. That was the case in the late 80s. On the Human Relations Commission, we we advised we were an, we were an advisory board and we advised the county commissioners repeatedly that there was still clan activity in our county that this was still a problem that there was still you know vandalism and hatred there wasn't anything at the level of George Floyd there wasn't anything at the level of Charlottesville but you know you could still get there it, you know it's like it's right around the corner And that level of contempt for people on the basis of their status, their race, their religion, it's, it's just so close. You can touch it if you know what you're looking at. And I really feel like ever since then, I've, I've never felt like, well, thank goodness that's all over with. Um, And as we come up now to Martin Luther King's, birthday on celebrated on monday the 16th um enjoy your day off everyone mm-hmm. uh you're welcome that that wasn't always there but that's that progress yeah. happy to see that but i hope everybody takes some time to to educate themselves at least in some small way not about the cliched speeches but but about the through line from this stuff that mm-hmm. has been going on since 
since oh my goodness forever and continues it continues founded but it's unabated yeah unabated no and it 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 just continues and you know it's interesting you say that because um when I was a county commissioner, I, I brought a resolution forward um, uh, around the Silent Sam, a little bit after the Silent Sam time, because um, there were um, not only racist flyers that were being put on the UNC campus, but anti-Semitic flyers. Right. And I brought a resolution forward, um, you know, just making sure that the county commissioners uh, may, told everybody that this is not right. We do not approve of this. Uh, right. Resolutions are really not a whole, you can't really do anything with a resolution. It's just a way to get your voice heard. It's um, in the record, though. It's it important. Is in, that's right. It is in the record that um, this is not tolerated here, yet it still continues. And you're right, Jean. You don't know whether you're buying diapers or getting a coffee at the at the coffee shop. You just don't know um, who's around you. Now, some people do, Jean, like to uh, plaster uh, things on their cars and their windshields and, y- yes. you know, that you, you clearly know that um, I don't want to get into any kind of road rage with these folks because it's right. very, very dangerous. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump unleashed a whole lot of this to make it more more normal to be, uh, right. you know, racist. That's, that's the very, very dangerous yep. part of, right. of Donald Trump. Right, that he made this more normal. And, and, you know, people feel empowered to say and do what they want when it comes to um, being a racist or anti-Semitic. But I mean, there or, have know, been... Chinese. Look what happened during COVID. I mean, yes. really? And here too. I mean, the Asian community suddenly felt like what the Muslim community felt like after 9-11. And it's just, you know, it's it it doesn't go away, Gene. So I, I agree with you. I think we all have to take a minute on Monday to reflect and, and, and think about, um, you know, not only how we could do better, but how we can how we could pass along to everyone to do better. Um, I I know my children and your children, you do, but you know, yeah, I mean. Well, they've they've been getting the message from us, which is is much more uh, penetrating than we probably have thought (laughs) as parents. But but I will will tell you this, um, uh, what I know, I I made a reference about this um, in the book that I wrote about some African-Americans in our community. Um, what I said at the end is I talked about this, about this uh, parade in the late 80s. And, and what I know is this, that, that racism and anti-Semitism like this, it's not going to go away. This is, a, this is very much a virus that attacks the body politic. Mm-hmm. And what we have is we have periods of time in our history when we are... Uh, uh, stronger in our um, immune system and times when we are weaker. And um, I know I'm always plugging Rachel Maddow's podcast, but folks, you got <laughs> to okay. listen to, you oh, gotta listen so to Ultra. This oh, backs up everything I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, we have an ebb and flow in our, um, our political ability to tolerate uh hatred and intolerance and sometimes we're stronger against it in the last couple of election cycles we've been stronger against it but that's in part because these this virus of of racism and anti-semitism is mutating Mm -hmm. and it's taking on these sort of different forms and we're but we're adjusting and we're getting stronger and smarter every day 
and how we deal with it. And, and I assure you, if you really want to feel better about this stuff, go talk to a six-year-old sometime about it. Talk to very young kids about this kind of thing um, in terms that they can understand. And they will tell you that they don't, they don't, they don't want to hear about these ideas about one person being better than another person because their skin is lighter or darker. Um, they, they just, they want to know who can eat the most chocolate chip ice cream. That's right. Um, you know, because that's, that's, who's the king of the hill today. That's right. Uh, so, uh, they're, they're, they're so much better than we were. I'll just put it that way. I, I think we've had to overcome some ideas of our generation and our parents and grandparents' generations. And I think that every generation gets a little better and is less dependent on these ideas to, to make themselves heard. So um, I feel I feel better about it all the time and it's going to be okay. That's the, yeah. but we have to, we have to keep at it. It doesn't you happen have to work by at itself. It. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, as people on the radio and leaders and all, we have to, we have to reinforce this over and over and over again. We can't. Yeah. And that's why I'm really happy. We're talking about this gene because it's, it's important. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll, We'll hear it on the. We'll hear it this weekend. But you know, the the uh, water cooler is also a podcast for those that want to download it from uh, your podcasting service. I think uh, Apple um, Apple has it. Apple yep. Podcast has it on. Yep. Um, and you can you can listen to this and and others talk about this and how important it is. I mean, our, our community is a wonderful, wonderful community. But we have to remember that we have to we have to keep up the work all the time. All, all the, time. the time there's there's no time to sit back and and think that it's okay because it's not it's not okay um yeah and that that exists out there and it, and it will continue to exist um and we just have to teach the, the the next generation and um even our parents sometimes we have to teach them that no this is not right i mean my mom and i 93 years old have discussions about this still um which I is wonderful it. yes jersey jackie it. is still talking about it so jersey yeah. and listen you don't want to cross up jersey jackie let me just Absolutely assure you not. that's a mistake yeah. big mistake big mistake <laughs> well listen penny rich i'm gonna let you go because i know you got a i know you got a meeting coming up in about a minute and a half yeah thank you so much for joining me on the on the water cooler as always uh always. a joy to talk to you and uh happy martin luther king day to you yeah and, you uh, too and, and to everyone listening, uh, if you're going out, uh, please be safe out there. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.